from the creators of War Room. You need to do your fighting in prayer. On August 23rd, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen with Overcomer. Why have a season with one runner? One runner matters. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. What have you allowed to define you? When you find your identity in the one who created you, it'll change your whole perspective. Overcomer. In theaters August 23rd, starring Alex Kendrick, Priscilla Shirer, and Sherry Rigby. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. For tickets and showtimes, visit OvercomerMovie.com. Is that? That's Hannah. Run, Hannah! Oh, you say I'm and I this is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms and today I have a special guest on the line that I will introduce in just a minute. Uh, the topic today is going to be test prep and if you want the show notes it's at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com episode 361. I also want to thank our sponsor OvercomerMovie.com. You can uh, watch a trailer of the movie. It is one of those feel-good movies that has a really good um, Christian content, and it's by the Hendrix Brothers, so you will really enjoy that. It's coming out in theaters at the end of August 2019, and if you're listening to this in the archives, go check out uh, the digital version of the movie. Well, today my guest is Jean Burke, and you may know this name uh, because she's an infamous lady. She also hosts a podcast on our network at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, and her company is College Prep Genius. Welcome, Jean. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm glad you uh took some time in your busy schedule, and if you want to listen to her podcast, I'll have that link on the show notes, but it's collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast, and you have such a wealth of information, and you are traveling all over, Jean, <laughs> so I, I grabbed you, and you're one of your your uh, times at home, and you've been on the phone, you said, all day, and on interviews, so I'm really appreciative that you're here today. Um, so if somebody wants to catch one of your, um, you know, your live events or wants to host you, uh, to have you come into their town or one of the people that, that works with you uh, to do this, um, you know, to do a, a weekend with the kids, how should they contact you? They can either email us at info at collegeprepgenius.com or they could call our office number. You know, right now we're doing a lot of heavy traveling, so we try to catch our phone when we can, but our number is 817-282-7737. So, again, leave us a message. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. But we'd love to come to your city and teach your kids on how to 
a standardized test and get free college. That's great. And so, you know, I'm doing a series on teaching. And so this series, this particular podcast is teaching with test prep. And um, I want you to just share, you know, first of all, what are the different types of testing? And of course, we're talking about uh, college entrance tests here. Um, so just share with us just the different types of testing that a kid, uh, students can take. Well, the two big ones, of course, are the SAT and the ACT. Uh, SAT is created by the College Board. ACT is created by the American College Test. And uh, they're, they're the two tests that actually will not only get you into college, but can get you some pretty good scholarship money. Uh, because what happens is colleges get their rankings based on test scores. So the higher the score, of course, the more money they're going to give you, even a free ride, because of, you know, makes them look better. Uh, and, and actually, 85% of the colleges will actually admit and you know give money just simply based on a score. But the, they are written actually by pretty much the same people, but they're two different companies. So there's definitely a crossover of information that you can use for both kids. Uh, once you learn how to beat one test, you can pretty much use that information to beat the other test. The third test, uh, which has been around about three years, is sort of the baby of the family. Uh, the other ones have been around... Uh, SAT about 100 years and SAT since ACT since the 50s. So uh, this one has been around about three years, and that is the CLT or the C Classic Learning Test. And this this particular test is basically was birthed out of the fact that uh, the, the founders wanted a test that was actually more based on Western traditions and more along what a lot of families teach in their school and a lot of schools teach based on, you know, passages from C.S. Lewis or Charles uh, Dickens. And um, it is offered five times a year. It's it's basically in about 150 colleges right now. I think they're adding somewhere around three colleges a week. And uh, the difference mainly, I mean, very similar type question uh, formatting, uh, but it's also uh, given on a computer or laptop. So students will do it, take it on their own device as opposed to the SAT and ACT, which are still pencil and paper. So um, all three of these will get you into college, get you scholarship money. Uh, and, you know, again, if you're going to go to 150 colleges or so that take the CLT, uh, you can, you know, again, uh, get your way, you know, paid for uh, and, some, and some good scholarship money based, you know, on how high your score is. Right, and you'll have to go to Jean's website to hear her entire story, but it, it really is amazing. and. And um, all the kids that she's helped, as well as my own uh, children, that, uh, you know, I, I always say I found you too late, Jean. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was such a blessing for us to have um, the program that we used. And I was just talking to my brother the other day, and he was telling me how well his daughter was doing in college. And I said, you know, got to get this program. <laughs> so I texted him mm -hmm. uh, the link to your, to your website. So, um, you know, she's not... Um, in high school yet, so it's kind of a good time. And that's the next question is, how early is too early? So, you know, what is an optimal time, probably is a better question, to start taking, um, you know, this test prep? Well, one of the things that I hear at my conferences, as well as through emails or even phone calls, is I wish I would have started earlier. And I think there's a huge misconception that learning about how to take the SAT or ACT, 
that it's something that you would, you know, take a class the week before the test and then go in there and, you know, take a test. The, the problem mm-hmm. with that is that there is no instant success. I, you know, you don't learn a couple of chords of the piano today and then next week you're playing Beethoven. And so test prep is no different. So it's really more the fact of the sooner you start, the more time you have to improve, especially when we're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars scholarship money that's out there just simply based on your test score. So, you know, we have kids, believe it or not, who start as early as, you know, sixth grade. Now, not every sixth grader is ready, uh, but, you know, we do have a good amount of seventh graders and a ton of eighth graders and older. Because one of the things is you, you cannot get time back. And so what happens is as these students get older, they get busier. So, you know, you, once you get to high school, especially as you start getting toward the junior year, you, you know, you're taking on more school, more homework, uh, part-time job, maybe you play sports, friends, church, clubs. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's massive amounts of uh, busyness that's going on. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to squeeze, squeeze one more thing in. And usually test prep is not one of them because you, a lot of kids don't want to give up something else or they can't give up something else. So when you start early, definitely even the middle school ages uh, and grades, is you have time to solidify the information. You have time to internalize the strategies and shortcuts. And that hopefully by the time that you are in high school, this is second nature to you. So uh, sooner is always better than later. And, you know, and, and especially every student's different. There are kids who are really good test takers naturally. They are logically minded, so it's kind of intuitive to them. And for those students, learning a few more little things can really put them over the top. And then you have your other students who are more of what we call the rule followers. And those are the ones who need more time. They overthink everything. They read all the passages. They read all the questions, all the answers. They go through working out the math and showing all their work. And for them, they need more time to retrain their brain to think logically. So uh, not necessarily knowing what child you have or maybe some of even, you know, not knowing how long it's going to take. You don't want to wait till it's too late. You definitely want to start as early as possible. Yeah, because there's some really good tips that you give as you're teaching your course. And my kids did it back when it was the the DVDs and um, the books. And now you have it all online, which is great because they can access it on their phones or mobile devices. And it and it's really um, helpful. So um, part of what uh, you do, Jean, is you teach this you know technique and you give them some real examples. And we've been in the live classes too. Which if you have a chance, listeners. I highly recommend it because even though my kids went through the the video series, I know it's DVD, but you know what I mean, the the at-home version of Gene, um, the in-person class is what got him fired up because um, we were able to, you know, do, to demonstrate some things in the class and the kids do the, the, the questions and then, um, you know, see how they did. And so that, really that feedback right then is really good. Plus you give a lot of examples as well. Um, But the video too, you know, later we had the, um, the, uh, you know, class on a mobile device and that really helped him as well. So give us some of your top, you know, secrets or test prep techniques that would be really helpful, um, you know, to the parents or students and, and moms and dads, I highly recommend that you have your kids listen to this episode because it really helps 
um, them to understand the importance of this as well as um, you know, to give you some, you know, whenever I'm telling a story or explaining to the kids, you know, what I learned, I sometimes miss some things. So um, this is important information that is really going to help your kids and it's going to improve their their test scores. So so go for it, Jean. What are some, you know, <laughs> must-know tips? Well, first of all, you definitely have to know where your child is at, um, a lot of times parents will say, you know, my parents, my child is smart, they're honor student, AP, maybe even a valedictorian, they're going to be just fine. Uh, unfortunately, that has nothing to do with this test. These tests are logic tests, and they're not about IQ or how smart your child is or what they rank in school or what school they go to, as a matter of fact, uh, but they're really designed to purposely mislead the students, and the wrong answers can be very tricky and easy to pick. And so it doesn't matter where your child is on the spectrum. Um, many, many people, many smart kids bomb these tests. So you want a starting point. Don't go by anything else, but let's see what, you know, what's a baseline. So you can actually go to the College Board website, collegeboard.org, and click on Practice Tests. Scroll to the bottom, print out test number one, for example, have your student take it. You can score it pretty quickly with the app uh, just by snapping a picture of it. And uh, that, at least you'll know where you're at because at that point, you can say, okay, now we know that we're, you know, two, three, four hundred points low uh, just getting into, into the college or getting that next scholarship level or whatever it is. And then you can make a game plan. So that's really important. The, the second thing is to understand that if you have a student who is smart or, or ha, is completely discouraged because they've taken the test before and the score did not reflect their GPA or who they are, uh, know that, number one, it's extremely typical. That's, as a matter of fact, I hear that hundreds of times a week. So don't worry about that. It's because it's, it takes a different skill set to beat this test. They're approaching it like a normal test at school, which, of course, is not going to get them the best possible score. So take, you know, take that pressure off them and let them know that it's kind of like writing the essay using math equations. It's going to be garbled up and not make any sense. Uh, so do that. And then the next thing, know that when your students are taking this test, um, that it, it is so different. So, for example, when they're doing the reading section, as much as 75% of that passage it can be completely skipped. Uh, most students are going to try to analyze it and try to interpret it, and they're going to try to answer the questions uh, in the order that they've given you, but they're testing thinking skills, and so most students will waste most of their time on question number one. So you've got to learn the logic behind the questions and how to rearrange uh, them in the correct order. Uh, math, for example, you know, a lot of smart math students will literally – get the worst score on their on the SAT math. And that's not because they're not good in math, but because, again, what they're doing is they are so used to working out the problem the long way, showing every step, showing all their work, and then pretty much burning up the clock by doing that. And then the writing portion, uh, I mean, they literally give you four passages, 44 questions, and 35 minutes to do it in. So logistically, there's no way you can finish it comes out to about 47 seconds of question plus the passages. Uh, but, again, SATs and ACTs and PSATs and CLTs are tests of patterns. Uh, you cannot study for them. You have to study the tests themselves. And in the writing portion, there's a pattern that occurs as much as 75% of the time where you can answer the questions in 10 seconds. 
So uh, just know that this is a beatable test. You don't have to be a genius. I've had students with, with severe uh, disabilities, even autism, uh, dyslexia, dysgraphia, who have become National Merit Scholars. And so um, know that, you know, if you have, you know, even a student who doesn't really have any um, issues and they don't do well, that they can still do well. Any, any, I've seen anybody do well that put the time in. But certainly you've got to do the work. There's, you know, right. you, you can't just do it by osmosis, but you got to put the work in. Right. And I, and that's what I love is that you do explain the patterns. And as I've shared with you, um, because I do Jean's podcast with her. So like I said, I, I could probably teach some of what, what she shares. I, I know this stuff, but um, I did share with Gina in another episode that um, my children use this technique that she has taught them through studying for the SATs on their college papers and on their college um, multiple choice, especially. Like it's a process of elimination, and once you understand test strategy, you can use that on in other things, which is so exciting, you know, for them. So, um, you know, it, it's it's just such a blessing, Jean, that you you're able to teach that. Well, thank you. And you know what's interesting is over the years, um, people have written to me, told me when I saw them in person about how just learning the general testing and strategies have helped them on other tests, such as the GRE, the LSAT, the MCAT, the CPA test, the real estate test, the military test, FBI. I mean, I could go on and on. And that is because most standardized tests are all written very similar in the fact that you have one objective, indisputable answer and several distractors. And most tests are written where you have to understand that so that you can, like you said, eliminate by process of elimination, you can eliminate the trick answers. And so this is why I'm such a big believer in making test prep a part of your daily school. You know, I know most of your audience are homeschoolers, um, but, but you also have, you know, schools, uh, students uh, and, and parents who are in public school and private school who also listen. And it should be in every classroom because your kids are going to be tested the rest of their life, whether mm -hmm. it's getting to college, getting money at their job someday. And the only fair way that anyone can test everybody equally, because we're all from different backgrounds, different states, different schools, is your critical thinking skills. And so I've seen that time and time again. And so that's why I really feel it's a missing link. I really feel that schools are, are doing a disservice to their students by not adding a real test prep class that actually teaches how to take these tests. And, and really that's pretty much how to look at them very logically. Right, right. So give us another, we're almost out of time here. So give us another um, one of your tips here. So one of the things that, um, it, this is a biggie because uh, on both the SAT and the ACT, the essay is optional. Well, what we have to really teach our kids that optional is not optional because that is the first cut. You know, when you send your applications or, or your scholarship information to certain colleges or certain places, you know, they don't go to the guy that has the PhD. They go to a room of a bunch of sophomores. And those sophomores have two piles, one, those who did the optional work and those who didn't, and those who didn't, that is the first cut. So they don't very, in many cases, they don't move on to the next stage uh, because they didn't even take the time to do that little bit extra work. 
So it's really important. And there's other reasons to do the optional essay. I know we talked about that in another, another podcast. Right. There's actually five reasons to always write that essay. Um, so teach your kids to, to go that second mile. If somebody uh, recommends something, tell them that it's required. And I think that mentality <laughs> helps our kids to, you know, just go that next level and not even have to think about it. Right. And I, I'll put the link in there. I'll, I'll go research which podcast it was and I'll put that link in there. Cause I know we did do that. And last tip here. It's beatable. These tests are beatable and they can literally change your life. I call the SAT the golden ticket to free college because where else in the world can you get full ride, free tuition, room and board, grad school, money to study abroad, spending cash and so forth just simply based on a test. And so our effort and time should be not going to McDonald's or working for 10 bucks an hour and having a lot of college debt, but spending our time on decoding and practicing and beating these tests because your decision should not be the finances. Uh, I'm sorry, it should be the institution and not the finances. You know, of where your child wants to go. I mean, our decision went from, you know, no money for college to where in the world should we go because we had so many offers. And, and that's available. And, here, and, and I want to leave this last thing with you, too. There are so many ways to go to college for free. You definitely have to have the test score first, you know, and we don't even have to become a socialist nation uh, to, to go to college for <laughs> free. There's already free college out there. So you just need to know, right. uh, know about it. <laughs> And it could change your life. Right. And then you don't have to worry where the money's coming from. So, guys, um, you know, Jean Burke's story, a little bit of background is that she was a homeschool mom. Her kids uh, were homeschooled. And she, you know, just shared that she didn't have the money um, to send them to the colleges that they wanted to go to. And and, uh, miraculously, in studying this, uh, this little old homeschool mom from Texas just managed mm-hmm. to now, you know, travels the globe and teaches this method to other people. And we're just blessed to have her um, in this episode as well as on the network. So uh, go to collegeprepgenius.com, visit the website and all of the information um, about her courses are there. And then her podcast link will be in this episode as well. And I just want to thank you again, Jean, for coming on and taking the time to um, be with me today. Thanks, Lise. All right, guys. Well, share this episode with a friend and make sure you go to uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast on whatever app and give us a star rating. And if you want the show notes for today's episode, go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Look for Test Prep Episode 361. Take care, God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.